Hello, dear listener, and thank you for uh, checking out Something Rotten. Uh, we talk about pretty uh, awful games in this show, generally, and I put content warnings in the description for most episodes, um, but I do want to just do one um, in front of this whole season, because, uh, boy, there are some wretched topics that we go into in the show, uh, including, but not limited to, uh, extended discussions of sexual abuse and suicide. So if, um, if either of those things are things that you don't want to consider for any reason, uh, here's just a heads up. It's going to be pretty hard to avoid. Hello and welcome to the Something Rotten podcast. It's just a it's just a classic boys ep. I've got me, Jacob Geller, and my co-host Blake Hester, Hello. and that's it for this episode. Hello. It's just us talking. Here's the thing. I mean, really, Jacob, all we ever be doing is just fucking talking. We never shut the fuck up. <laughs> it's true. Um, hi, Jacob. Can I get something out of the way? Yes, please do. I'm sad. <laughs> It's fucking game, dude. Where do you get off, Jacob Geller? Because we were like, hey, we should do a Silent Hill season. And I was like, sounds great. And then folks at home, to, to pull back the curtain, Jacob and me are not just business associates, which is good because this would be a terrible business. <laughs> we are doing very poorly. Luckily, we're friends as well. And Jacob, we have talked at least once a week since I met you in 2019 right oh yeah just just talked yes which is an insanely long time to just be in constant communication so i consider you a very dear friend yeah and when we decided to do a silent hill 2 season you did not say blake i think this would be bad for your mental health we should have by the way blake uh fuck you (laughs) You, that's why i'm doing you let me go down this path so uh not only am i blocking you on blue sky i'm blocking you from my life i am so depressed right now great game though my god great game (laughs) It is, I mean, like, uh, we we just keep saying the same thing over the season, or at least I do, but, like, I kept waiting for the part where I'd be like, ah, you know, maybe mm. it's not quite the highs that I remember. Nope, never hit it. Uh, just, just fucking up in the sky for the whole time. Up in the clouds, me and my spouse. Well. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, maybe not. I mean, maybe. Um, okay, here's, can we do a power ranking real quick? I feel like, okay, we like to say, like, oh, we play so many bad games on Something Rotten, and it's actually not really true. We've played, like, Mm -hmm. a few bad games, like Manhunt 2, and maybe that's it. But if we were doing top three Something Rotten games we've played, yes, do the power ranking. I mean, I I actually was thinking about this uh, earlier, because I do think this is easily the best. Okay. Uh, I don't think it's, I don't think it's the most you know, fun. It's not even maybe my favorite, but, like, it is just when I'm, like, there is nothing, you know, I love Max Payne 3. In no universe would I say Max Payne 3 is, like, a better game than Silent Hill 2. So, Silent Hill 2, number one. Um, Honestly, Kane and Lynch 2. Okay. Number two. Okay. 
And then probably Max Payne okay. 3 okay. after that. But I, I feel like I might be forgetting some. We've done so many just this year. Well, yeah, because it's like I feel bad not having Killer7 on there, I think is the... I think I'd put Killer7 above Max Payne, but below Canyon Lynch. You want to know my power ranking? Yeah. Killer7, the indisputable goat of the uh-huh. game industry. We're all saying it. Silent Hill 2. Canaan Lynch 2. Uh, hey, hey. Canaan Lynch 2 is... We'll see where Silent Hill 2 shakes out. Right now, I'm red hot on it, but I just finished it three days ago. But yeah. Canaan Lynch 2 and Killer7, both games I only played for this show, are two of my top 10 favorite games of all time. So they got to be on that list. Silent Hill 2, feeling like that'll make the list, but I'm just not ready to pull the trigger on that one yet. But... Mm-hmm. Killer Seven. I mean, I think about Killer Seven every fucking day of my life. That game is That's so. That's awesome. Good. I, you know, it's like I don't think I did not connect with Killer Seven uh, as as like spiritually mm. as you did. But like, I am so happy that you did because that is such a cool game to like. It's the best. Be like, this is mine. This is my game. Yeah, and it didn't make me uh, soul crushingly depressed when I played it, like Silent Hill Two did. Which was a big yeah. bonus in my book that I was stoked when I played Killer Seven. Um, yeah, it's uh, I mean, we've played and and you know to shout them out, Hellblade. I think cool it's game. a good game. Cool game. Darkness Two. You know, I we love. I was just talking to someone about the Darkness Two the other day, and it made me want to replay. Was that. it was it uh, Diego? <laughs> no, it was Dan and Bianca. Because uh, Dan, no. Dan had a copy of Darkness One at his house, and I was like, "How the hell do you not have Darkness Two, brother?" And then I. Got home and I was like, I think I'm gonna install Darkness Two and replay this. I haven't yet, but I think I'm going to this weekend. It feels like not knowing Dan Riker very well. Yeah, seems like the Darkness Two would be up his alley. Yeah, like I, agree. Shit, right? I agree. I was thinking because it must be like five dollars at GameStop. I was thinking about picking it up for him and be like, dude, just play this thing on a stream and lose your mind because it's the coolest game fucking of all time. That's probably my fourth favorite game we've played. Anyway. We we finished Silent Hill too. If uh, if listeners, if you didn't get mm-hmm. that, uh, that's the that's the big top line for this episode. We've beat Silent Hill too. Mm-hmm. Um, Blake, you sent me your results screen, but I'm just realizing I forgot to look at um, mm-hmm. what ending did you get? As I have been led to believe, this was an impressive feat without knowing anything about the endings or how to get them. I got in water. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, that yeah. is. That is interesting. Yes, sir. Um, yes, sir. Okay, so you know what? I was gonna say, remind me what happens there, but I do think we should we should work our way yep. through it uh, before before talking about that. You got leave, right? I got leave, which I kind of I knew, like I was trying for that one, mm-hmm. kind of. Um, uh, but yeah, that's uh, that is really fascinating. So uh, we finished it. There are multiple different endings, um, but the beginning of this uh, is this uh, long ass boat ride. That's the uh, that's the first thing that we did after uh, after killing Eddie. Hey, this boat's annoying, dude. Like, it, I did not realize at first you have to be looking for a tiny light across mm-hmm. the lake, and if you don't know that, you'll just be out there. It is a nightmare, um, especially if you die in the hotel before you find a safe point, and you have to go all the way back and then do that boat ride a second time. That's yeah. I, I would hate to do that. Definitely what couldn't be me. You know, this game has... Uh, I watched a video once that was, like, hardest games to platinum, and, like, Silent Hill 2, the HD collection, has an incredibly difficult mm-hmm. 
uh, platinum just because you have to get like an S rank in the game. And oh, yeah. one of the things that you have to do is get through this boat section as about as fast as it is possible to do so. And it's like, it seems weird because it doesn't seem like there's skill involved, yep. but in the results screen at the end, it actually says like time mm -hmm. spent in boat. Yep. And if that's like above two minutes, you miss out on like S rank for the whole game. Okay. So thematically, I'm a little curious about this boat because it feels yeah. like it's trying to be very evocative, something like across in the river sticks or whatever. Right. Uh-huh. But that feels a little messy to me. Maybe I'm getting in the weeds here. But, like, the prison section that we talked about so much last time, jumping down those holes, feels more like his entrance into the bowels of hell. That doing this new crossing feels a little strange to me. To be like, now you're really in the muck. It's like, you, you, I spent 30 minutes jumping down holes. I didn't love the boat section, is what I'm saying. I agree. I think if you want to be metaphorical about it, um, I would say that him getting in that boat and spending such a long time there is essentially him, like, getting ready to unrepress. Mm. You know, that, like, when he when he goes to the hotel, which is the final part of this uh, game, basically, it's like that's when everything comes back up and he realizes the truth. And so I feel like it's kind of him being like, OK, now I'm finally I am rowing across the water. I'm finally going to like get there uh, in a way that I haven't been able to before. It definitely that the boat section takes so long that it feels one of the more anxiety inducing sections of the game. Not because you think there's a monster across the ocean or across the lake or anything just that like you and james know that the answer is on the other side of this lake and yeah. it feels fucking bad knowing mm -hmm. that you're going to get an answer and i have to imagine even if i didn't know james killed his wife spoiler listener we'll get there that that section would still feel bad as you're going across like there's no happiness at the end of this forum. And partially, that's why it's so uh, obtuse. You know, mm. it's so easy to get lost in that, in that, like, hey, it shouldn't be easy to finally mm. confront the truth or whatever. And then again, it's like, it, the thing is, it's hard to beat jumping down a big hole as <laughs> yeah. just like a metaphor for your character's psyche. And so I don't think it's quite as effective as that. But I do think it's just kind of like, it happens for long enough that it makes you think, like, why am I doing this? Like, why is the game making me do this? Which I like. What do you know about the lore of Lake Toluca? Because there's an interesting thing about the town's executioners with this lake. Oh, that well, so I remember it's like in the historical society, there's just a bunch of shit about like, uh, uh, there are like boats that went down mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, and you made the joke about uh, Minnesota. Every one of those lakes yeah. has the same thing. Um, but uh, no, what's what's the thing about the execution? Well, now that I'm saying it, I might have the place wrong. But there's you can find the stone slab early in the game where a lot of it is kind of like covered up. But data miners or whoever has posted the, you know, uncut transcript of what is on that stone slab. And it talks about one of the areas not too far from Toluca Lake being like blood swamp. And it's where the executioners would wash all their like bloody tools. Oh, that's and good. it's and on the stone slab is like it's no surprise that people say they've seen ghosts in this area. I love the idea that Silent Hill is like what at most like a mid-sized town mm -hmm. has like multiple executioners. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's like, yeah, this is where they go to wash their tools. It's what if Australia was a town. <laughs>
um here's a weird thing that i noticed immediately after the um the boat but before i got into the hotel is so for the um for the leave ending which is quote unquote the good one Mm. you one of the things that you have to do is repeatedly look at the picture of mary and the letter from mary in your inventory that this is one of the weird things that the game does is like it it's the same with the knife actually Mm -hmm. that like if you look at if you look at the picture a lot, uh, you know, you get the good one because it's like, oh, he's thinking of his wife. And if you look at the knife a lot, you get uh, the bad one mm-hmm. because it's like, oh, he's thinking of self-destruction. Um, but at this time, I noticed that the letter from Mary was just a blank piece of paper. Like, it was still in my inventory, but when I looked at it, it said, the page is blank. And then, it, like, a few hours later, it just disappeared. Really? And I don't I don't know when that happens. Like, I don't know when the segue... But it was very strange, because I had been kind of diligently, like, yeah. every 20 minutes, I would go into my inventory and look at the picture and look at the photo. And then one time, it was just like, there's nothing on that letter anymore, which was very That's... weird. So strange. The way this game fucks with your inventory is so fascinating. Like even the benign mm-hmm. ones like carry this battery around for two hours and not know why. Yeah. And then like when I finally looked up, because I've talked about I've watched been watching a playthrough at the same time and I was very confused why the guy kept looking at his knife, but I also just yes. started yeah. doing it, which I'm sure helped give me my ending. Uh finding out that's because you're telling the game your James is suicidal. It's like, mm-hmm. they were crazy over there. Little geniuses over at Konami. I think that shit's so smart. It is such a meta level of storytelling that I think is, like, actually genius. And it's it's the kind of thing where it feels like... It, it is that kind of, like, game design built by restraint. Where it's mm-hmm. like, actually, you can't do infinite things. And so what you're going... Like, every piece of it is going to have multiple uses. You know, it's like you can't you can't have a separate you imagine today it's like, oh, James has like a hub area that he goes back to and there are different NPCs he can talk to. And if he talks to one enough, then he gets a certain ending. But it's like, no, Mm -hmm. you just have the inventory. And so what what can we do with the inventory that's scary and narratively appropriate? Yeah. So this fucking hotel. Yeah. What did you think of it? I thought it was great. Not my favorite dungeon in the game, which Mm -hmm. is, is Probably the apartments. Those apartments are just next fucking level. Yeah. Uh, One thing I really didn't like about it, though, is that the abstract daddy becomes just an enemy in here. I don't like that. I think that is like, one, they're just annoying to fight. Um, I could never figure out how to get out of their mouths. So whenever they would grab me, I would have to like open up my inventory twice and heal while I was in their mouth. I realized literally during the final boss battle that like one of the sticks you can wiggle, I think gets you out of a grapple faster. But I God, I, I, I didn't know I, the whole other time. I could not figure it out. Um, I also feel like it kind of sucks the wind out of how like impactful that boss fight is to just be like ah he's a normal enemy now like in in a souls game it's fine when a boss becomes a normal enemy it's like you know what i get it it is showing me how strong i have gotten and silent hill 2 you never get stronger and it's just like this was such a narratively impactful heartbreaking moment and now it's just like an annoyance in a hallway i i really was bummed out by that yeah you know i i think i mean uh to its credit it is scary Mm. They make sure. a really loud noise, and it's like fuck, fuck, fuck when they're when they're coming yeah. up. Um, and certainly, uh, 
James has his own uh, kind of mental struggles over like figures on beds mm-hmm. but i i agree that it's just yeah. kind of like it and it especially sucks to see like two of them you yeah. know because it's just like i guess this is just someone that's around oh <laughs> and it's not like it ever happens with any of the other bosses right like you never see flesh lips hanging from the ceiling outside of that boss arena or anything yeah, I think I think that is a, a totally fair uh, criticism. Uh, here's something that I laughed at: uh, Laura playing the goddamn piano, <laughs> <laughs> scaring the shit out of James. Yeah, and then she's like, "Did I scare you?" And James, the only time he shows emotion in this game, goes, "Yeah." <laughs> it was so funny. Like, James, you fought like the manifested, you know, monster of someone's <laughs> sexual assault. But, like, this, Laura playing the piano is what yeah. makes him jump. This game has only, like, two moments where it attempts humor, and both times are so fucking funny. The uh, the early one where Maria pulls 17 different keys out of her clothing to yeah. try to unlock the door <laughs> is very funny. And then Laura pulling a little uh, Bugs Bunny <laughs> prank on you is also very good. But... It leads to the twist of the century. Okay, which one? Laura is like, oh, hey, I got also got this note from Mary. James reads it. It's a really well-written note from Mary to Laura because they were in the same hospital together. And it was clear, like, since Laura was an orphan, Mary was, you know, kind of wishing she could adopt her, especially yes. if she ever got better from her illness. And then she also uh, writes, hey, Laura, happy eighth birthday. And when James finishes reading the letter... He says, Laura, how old are you? When is your birthday? And she goes, I turned eight last week, implying that Mary did not die no damn three years ago. And in fact, may have only died a week ago. Yeah, though, I guess I'm not quite sure what the implications of that are, because we had we had a similar thing uh, back in the hospital where Laura says, I was in the hospital with Mary last year. Yeah. And James says, you liar, because uh, yeah. she died three years ago. So either either James has said it was three years ago and it wasn't. It was a week ago. Or mm. Laura and Mary and all of this are just kind of like stuck in time in Silent Hill. Like, I do think that it, well, it feels possible that just like time is weird there. But Laura also says, like, I turned eight last week. And so I think at the very least, the implication there is that, like, Mary probably died before Laura turned eight. So she probably died within only two to three weeks before the events of this game. There's also the whole fan theory that Mary is in James' car, which is pretty interesting. Oh, yeah. that's Which Masahiro Ito, I think people put way too much stock into the things he tweets about the game. He is just one person. Uh-huh. He also did not write the game. Uh, but he has also tweeted that Mary is in the backseat. So take that for what you will. That's, yeah, I don't, oh, it's like, you missed your chance, man. You, yeah. <laughs> you didn't, yeah. if you wanted that to be canon, you should have you put it in. Yeah. But we can get back to the in water ending later and come yeah. back to that. Okay. Because there's a very interesting thing James does in that that leads uh, credibility to the idea that Mary is in his car. Mm-hmm. Like, do you want to know what I think is wild? Jacob, I bet it's the fact that butterflies can taste with their the bottom of their feet. Okay, well, now <laughs> this has completely derailed the ad because I do need <laughs> to know about that. But no, what I think is wild is we've been doing this podcast long enough that people have probably listened to us talk for like multiple full days. Yeah, people are dumb. What do you want, what do you want me to say? Okay, no, but but that's not what's crazy. What I meant is that some people have listened to us talk for hours on end 
and they're still not signed up for Nebula. Wait, you're right. That's full-on bonkers. I mean, do they not know how much better the show is on Nebula? That it's not interrupted by ads? That some of our best episodes are exclusive there? I mean, we're going to do a full-on commentary on the Mark Wahlberg Max Payne movie, and they'll only be able to hear it on Nebula. Hold on. We are? (laughs) Yeah, I haven't told you this yet. Oh my god, that sounds like a nightmare. Well, I'm getting mad about that, but I'm also getting mad about how many people have not gone to nebula.tv slash something rotten, especially since we give them a huge discount for signing up with that freaking link. Blake, I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed. Disappointed Mm. that they've been missing out on so much of our delicious thoughts and beautiful content. You lost me again, shut up. Nebula.tv slash something rotten. (laughs) Yeah, the ho- the hotel is is interesting because it is kind of just like the prison is so much and and the labyrinth are so playing mm-hmm. with the idea of like what a kind of dungeon really even is in this game. Yeah. And then the hotel is kind of like, oh, here's another one. You know, it feels similar to the hospital. And also, like, the prison, and especially the labyrinth, are showing that James' psyche is breaking down, that there is something a little inconsistent when the hotel's architecture makes sense again. Yeah, though I do... I love the the nightmare hotel. Uh, I think is yeah. very very good, uh, and so we'll we'll talk about that. But yeah, so you do there's there's just kind of one major puzzle here, which is just like finding three music boxes. No, hold on. Yeah, there's another puzzle, and it's the only puzzle I had to look up for this entire game. Oh, is it the elevator? <laughs> the fucking elevator puzzle stumped me, dude. Uh, the, the the music boxes are whatever. You just go find three music boxes, place them, and then you get a new key. Mm-hmm. But at some point, the only way to progress, you're like, well, there's an elevator. But every time you get on it, it's like, wait, limit one person. And then maybe this is the third joke in the game, but you have so much shit in your inventory that it's like, yeah, it weighs as much as another person. Which I it's like James has like a rifle and a shotgun and a pistol <laughs> and like 700 rounds of ammunition. And it's like, you can't ride this. <laughs> so funny um and i did not understand that i needed to get rid of everything in my inventory because there's a um there's like a uh, what do you call that like a storage locker yeah there's a storage locker in there and i did not put two and two together like take everything literally everything out of your inventory including your radio and your light i kept thinking oh there must be something on top of the elevator. So I was going up to the next floor and trying to find a way to like get out there and look. Oh, that's, I mean, that's clever. I'm too smart for the game or the game is too smart for me because I looked it up and they're like, no, go into the bowels of this hotel with nothing. And I was like, what if I watched the rest of the game on YouTube? But I didn't. (laughs) I got through it but it was very scary. Yeah, because uh, to, to its credit, very, very scary to put yeah. all of your healing items, all of your guns, your flashlight, uh, like mm-hmm. all of it just on this shelf. And it like, you know, I, I've been uh, replaying Bioshock and there's a part where you have to like put all your Bioshock shit in mm-hmm. like a garbage can. And it's yeah. like, no doubt in my mind, the game is going to give me all that back. But this game is so fucking mean that you just think, maybe I won't ever get it back. Like, maybe yeah. this is just it. Um, but down in that basement, I don't think anything too narratively interesting happens. 
but it does have one of the dumber puzzles where there's a sealed can that you finally get a can opener for and it's full of light bulbs and i was like that's stupid that's resident evil shit right here like even when the puzzles are like confusing it's like i guess it makes sense and this is one like come on now yeah and, like, and the the reason that you need a light bulb is like james can't see the door to put a key and it suddenly goes very just like point and click adventure it feels like grim yeah. fandango yeah. or some shit yeah. uh that basement though very scary i was not a fan it's scary i don't like being down there um uh here's something that i thought was really cool uh because it happened so quickly and i like cut it off that i was like doubting myself is if you go to the third floor yes before the yes. gates open it's it's like so the third floor of the hotel is locked originally and you have to find a key um as you're walking away from the locked door you hear uh mary or maria but it sounded specifically like maria to me mm-hmm. yelling james and and like mm-hmm. i i literally because because the game like loads between scenes i just heard like jay and then i like walked out and i was yeah. like what and if you go up there again it doesn't happen again like it only does it once which is yeah. uh, very creepy <laughs> this reminds me about a follow-up i need to do about last episode we mm-hmm. talked with um super eye patch wolf about when i was playing this game a week or so ago and i heard a scream and i wasn't convinced whether or not it was in the game or in my apartment building well two nights ago jacob i was laying in bed decidedly not playing silent hill because it was like uh 1:30 in the morning pitch black and i was just trying desperately to get to sleep and you know what i heard in my apartment a fucking scream and so fucked up and i like shot out of bed because i was like what is happening and i like sat there and i really had to think like what do i do in this moment and i was like okay if i hear a second scream i will call the cops or get up or do whatever i need to do and i never heard anything else so i just laid back in bed and was like don't worry he was already dead (laughs) there was no second screen i just laid back in bed i was like please let everything please let this be the right decision do you ever have a moment like that where you something happens and you're like do i have to take action right now but you don't know it's very rarely with uh like a human that i'm like yeah. oh mostly because i don't live in an apartment building so you just don't run into those yeah. but i do run into that kind of all the time where it's like i don't know you turn on a light and it makes like a weird buzzing and you're mm-hmm. like maybe i can just ignore that and it'll yeah. go away <laughs> so like i've i <laughs> in my old apartment i had at least one situation where something happened and i had to uh call 911 and this time when the scream happened i heard no sign I heard no sounds of violence or struggle and no repeated screams. So I was like, I don't want to go down there at like 1.30 in the morning and her be like, oh yeah, I just stubbed my toe. Can you leave me alone? <laughs> you know, like it could have been just I like... Mean, or maybe like uh, Eyepatch Wolf's uh, friend's brother, just <laughs> yeah. night terrors. Yeah, like I just sat there. I was like, okay, are you going to... Am I going to hear anything else? And when I didn't, I just went back to bed. But I'm just... I don't know what's going on in my apartment right now. Your apartment is in Silent Hill. Well, I'm out of here in like two weeks, so whatever. That's I'm why. At. That's why you're le- you're about to get the leave ending on your apartment. <laughs> yeah, me and Laura, we're out of here. Um, yeah. So you put everything on a shelf. You solve uh, some silly puzzles. 
Uh, I do love, I love anytime there's like a music box in a game. I just think it's mm-hmm. so fun for the composer to be like, and now I'm going to make a creepy little music box song. <laughs> and like, obviously, yeah. Akira Yamaoka, very good at doing shit like creepy oh, yeah. little music box songs. I actually thought it was creepier when you solved the puzzle and the music box does not stop. Oh yeah, it keeps going and you can like leave yep. the room and you keep hearing it. Yeah, not a fan of that. It creeped me out. But I mean, so the... Like, the major thing that happens in this hotel is you walk in, there's a note that's, like, uh, cassette tape or VHS tape left in this room has been, like, Mm -hmm. you know, is being held on to for guests. And so, eventually, you get into the employee quarters, you find that tape. It is, of course, the tape that uh, Mary was like, you forgot when we were there. We we left that tape Mm -hmm. there. Um, And then you eventually get up to the room that that you and Mary hung out in. And you watch the tape. <sighs> is this another? Um, is is this another game featuring a snuff film? It's well, no, because as we talked about, the definition of a snuff film is a death recorded for commercial profit. True. Okay, you're right. So, no, this is death footage though of dubious origin. <laughs> Why is this filmed? Uh, look, Jacob, this disturbed me. Mm -hmm. On, like, a level I was not ready for. Because I assumed you saw the murder. But, like, I was like, whatever, it's a 20-year-old game. It's not going to look that bad. It looks horrible. And then, later that night, I was watching, like, uh, an analysis video. And I guess data miners have got the uncut audio before they, like, censored what mary sounded like have you heard that i don't think so the voice actress i can't remember her name off the top of my head they make her do like muffled screams oh my god and in the game it's not there they have like covered it with like static and everything it's horrible like the sights are terrible and then if you actually hear the audio they recorded for this it is like a genuinely traumatizing scene in a video game like i it made me feel fucking bad something that i thought was really kind of um surprising about it just based on my memory is like they do show so little because Mm -hmm. it's so it's so staticky and it's like if you don't know what you're looking for especially because they don't have the audio in it i think it would be possible to like not fully get what happened here because like it must be why james explicitly says it immediately afterwards which is kind of a bummer i i wish i kind of wish he didn't but uh but yeah because the tape is not entirely uh him killing her it's very it's it's like the meme of like uh footage of a wife who's about to die where she's like ha 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 why are you filming me silly we're on vacation um and then so it has her being like i love it here and then her just in the hospital bed and then there's like i mean less than a second of james going like and like putting the pillow on top of her but it was that fucking motion yeah that disturbed me so badly like i was genuinely disturbed by this cutscene. it is the the fmvs and the motion capture of this game are so good and so weird that they can just kind of like Mm -hmm. they really catch you off guard because you don't expect them to move the way they do so I want to ask you something about this, because I've been deep down the rabbit holes. I read Mike Drucker's book over the past two days, sped through the whole thing. Really good book. Um, I had never read a boss fight book before, so it's my first one. Good stuff. Good book. Uh, there seems to be two trains of thoughts about James 
Mm-hmm. And I'm curious your headcanon, because I actually think it makes like the character of James very interesting. Do you think he has fully repressed this memory over however much time has passed? And so that he is actually learning he killed his wife? Or do you think he's just in like severe denial until this moment where he can no longer lie to himself about what happened? Because for me, I don't like the idea that he is actually learning he killed her. Because I think there's too many like moments where he is clearly fighting himself from saying that he did it. But I really, really like the idea that he is in intense denial until Silent Hill forces him to own up to it. I, I agree. I think, yeah. I mean, and, and honestly, it's it's the problem that I have with the ending I got is like, mm-hmm. I I think James is a bad guy. And I don't think, yes. I don't think this game works if he is like a good person who repressed the thing he did that in the leave ending turns out to actually be fine. You know, it's like, it, it basically yeah. absolves him of it. I think that like all of the, all of the shit going on in the town only makes sense if he is rotten as a man and so him lying to himself is i think just much more compelling than him like having no memory of this and then being like oh my gosh i agree but i also want to say i think the writing of this game is so good that it might be the first game i've ever given a shit about like headcanon for where i'm Mm -hmm. like trying to figure out in any other game i'd be like i don't fucking care he was in denial or he had repressed it i don't give a shit can you show me the credits so i can record this podcast and this one i've like spent serious time like really thinking about like what do i think about this character which i think is a testament to like how fucking well written they did this 20 goddamn years ago yeah um yeah so you you watch this tape this is a thing that's kind of been ruined by a meme for me because I didn't remember that it was this scene. Have you seen like the thing of him dancing to this music? I've seen like gifs of him dancing. Where it's it's like because because the soundtrack like kind of goes hard, you know, there's like there's like a <laughs> drum beat and like a bass line that comes in when it does this very slow pan around him. There is some video of him just like uh breaking it down and throwing it back <laughs> and doing all that. Um but it is, you know, I don't love that he says I killed my wife because yeah. you know, we get it. Uh but I do love how long they uh they spend here and something that I specifically noted is like Laura shows up there mm-hmm. or whatever and James says I killed her and there is like a 20 second pause before Laura starts yelling at him and yep. it's just it's so weird because it's like I, I I don't know if like Laura is taking in the information or the question is like what even is like is Laura like actually there is Laura just kind of like a I I mean, I guess she is because James wasn't really Mm -hmm. familiar with her. But like understanding how she would react to things is another thing that you can just think about for a really long time. I also like I don't remember if we I know we talked a little bit about Eddie's vision of Silent Hill and we're definitely going to talk about Angela's vision. I don't remember if we talked about Laura's, but like by this point, you understand to Laura, Silent Hill is just like a normal ass town. Yeah. She's like, why is everyone so weird here? Well, that's what make this, makes this point interesting because it's like, this is the first time something like actually bad has happened to Laura in Silent Hill. That's true. It makes me really dislike the leave ending because there's a reading of that that James adopts Laura. Yeah. Which I really hate because like 
Laura, in this moment, there's a real, Laura's reaction is very well done, where she is like, fuck you, I hate you, like, you killed my surrogate mother. Um, But it is the first time something bad happens to her in Silent Hill. Yeah, I think that's really interesting, because it is like, James is not from Silent Hill quote unquote Mm -hmm. um and so like he he can scar her in a way that the monsters can't because she doesn't see them yeah um well so after that uh the hospital gets fucked um the hotel but yes oh the hotel yeah uh the the you leave and it is i think i think something really cool that maybe hasn't even been touched on that much up until this point but the idea the idea that essentially james's silent hill is like wet mm-hmm. is part of it or at least this and the hospital or the hotel is really interesting because it is both completely waterlogged and looks like it has been burned you know yep. and so it's it's this kind of like confluence of things but it really feels like it is you just go out and it's just like disgusting and it looks like a shipwreck that's been at the bottom of a lake that they then like pulled up it's also getting progressively worse based on the doors you go through which is really cool because like when the hospital shifts into the hell world it's just like it's one or the other it's binary and with this it's like every step closer you get to the ending of the game the hotel is like degrading around you um yeah i i think it's so and and and, you know just like very impressive graphics for 2001 just having Mm -hmm. these multiple stages of like decomposition of the wood and whatever Mm -hmm. is uh is really cool i'll tell you the part uh just just like uh kind of environmentally that made me just shudder is there is a thing where you get in an elevator and you go to the basement and the doors open and you are just in like waist high water and it's just (laughs) like oh yeah you know just that kind of like picturing yourself there being like this this looks like it sucks so much and the water is like black and really thick looking (laughs) and there are enemies crawling in it which is terrible because you cannot see them at all Mm -hmm. like it's so fucking scary no it was truly it was like a panic moment of me because i also thought i thought briefly that the water was like rising which it's not but it does feel like it's just like am i just going to drown here is what it feels like but shortly thereafter jacob I mean, I think you said it to me in DMs, the scene of Silent Hill 2. Well, you you were like, uh, we'll talk about my favorite scene. You can probably guess what it is. And I was like, there's only one option. (laughs) Yeah, set it up for us. This could be the episode right here. And and one of the amazing things about it is how uh, quickly it happens. Um, but it's like, you're in this waste high water, you're in the, the basement of the hotel, you open a door and suddenly, uh, you are in a, a flaming, uh, stairwell. You're at the bottom and you're looking upstairs. Um, and you see Angela there who you haven't seen since the abstract daddy boss fight. And she is looking at a, um, a picture on a wall, maybe that is essentially a canvas made of stretched flesh. It, it, it looks... It kind of looks like if you mounted the abstract daddy enemy, like, on a canvas, but it's just, in the same way that her boss fight arena is made of stretched Mm -hmm. flesh, she's looking at a picture that's just flesh. And it appears that the genitals have been mutilated on this thing. And I'll say that to me, this- Oh, really? Yeah, to me, the skin looks decidedly male. 
I I agree that it it definitely mm-hmm. looks it looks male, and you can see. I mean, it's really again, it's very well done. And playing the enhanced edition, uh, they went to town on this texture. <laughs> yeah. Um and and so you have uh you have a conversation with her, which is very weird in many ways. Um, she first she she mistakes you for her mama, and not like not a little bit. Not like she sees you out of the corner of her eye and is like, Mom, oh no. It's like she looks at James, she has her hands around his head and is like, Mama, you're here, you're here, and then realizes uh, that it's it's not and it's James and she's kind of disgusted by him. She said something, and I I had said to you when we were talking before recording, I don't buy that this is her saying she wants to kill her mom, which Mm -hmm. I've completely turned around on thinking about it more but she looks at james and as she's confusing him for her mom she goes now i can finally rest and the idea that being or it says you're the last one yeah now i can finally rest and the idea being there is like she wants she's in silent hill to try and find her mother to kill her like her father and brother Mm -hmm. to get rid of all of her abusers which as i've thought more about i think i buy yeah i it's weird to think about her wanting to kill well i guess she knows she killed she killed her dad figure with the tv um Mm -hmm. i kind of read it if if we're to take that reading which i do think is probably the most obvious um most obviously what she means by you're the last one because silent hill is is hell essentially like it does feel like her seeing her mom there could almost be like oh you're you're in hell too like maybe maybe she just like you know she just died or but and she's like because i do know you know it's like yeah it is it is a weird thing for the victims of abuse to have their abuser die and essentially like have to deal with the feelings Mm -hmm. of like ultimately i am glad they're dead and it's you're not supposed to just societally you're not really supposed to be like thank god they died but like it is it is easier for them to be alive with that person being dead and it it feels like maybe that's what Angela's getting at, but that's that's reading into it a lot. And I also think it's possible that, yeah, she just she killed her dad and now she wants to kill her mom because she blames them both for her abuse. Yeah, I mean, we also learn in this cutscene that Angela's mom victim blamed her, like Angela said. This is the, the I mean, I don't know if it's a twist, but it is, it is one of the heart-wrenching things in this is that she's kind of, she James says very little in this scene. She's really just going back and forth with herself um and so she's like maybe i can rest and then she kind of changes her mind and she's like no my mom was right i deserved it yeah a a few interesting things happen here one is the cutscene goes into a first person perspective of james sure fucking does laura laura looks directly at you the play angela looks directly at you the player and asks you know, sarcastically, oh, are you going to love me? Are you going to save me? Heal all my pain. And there is definitely a video game commentary, I think, going on there that I have yet to figure out. I think it's, I I mean, this is, I, when this happened, I like, like all the hair on my yeah. arms stood up. And I actually, I made uh, Annie, my partner, uh, watch just the scene. I was like, this scene is super fucked up, but also like you just have to watch it because it is so like it is just so impactful and even she who had not been watching the game was like 
is it in first person right now? Like, it's such yeah. a jarring jump. And I think it is, I, I, I think it's doing both a metatextual, you, the player, feel like you're supposed to save people. Right. You know, like, how how do I get the happy ending for Angela is, yeah. is what we're thinking. But also, this is... This is why James getting a good ending doesn't work for me again mm -hmm. is because like it is puncturing this vision that James has of himself as like a good man where he's yeah. like, you know, you can you can picture him lying to himself being like, well, I was the perfect husband to marry and like I did everything she could or I could for her. And then and then sadly, tragically, I had to kill her because that's what she wanted. You know, like this is right. this is the lie he's telling him himself and so for angela to say that to him just so like bitterly to be like oh yeah, yeah you're gonna do this again you're gonna you're gonna fucking think you can fix a woman and then end up like hurting mm -hmm. her more yeah so then it cuts it cuts out of first person to this profile view and james is just i mean uh he he looks like someone has punched him in the gut like he is just standing there he can't even look at her he's just like looking at the ground um, yeah, motherfucker been put in its place. <laughs> truly. Um and then and then Angela says the I mean it's like it is hard to pick what is like the most heartbreaking uh part of this scene. No, no it's she, easy. I can tell you. <laughs> okay. Is it is it when she just says, Gimme the knife? No. Okay. <laughs> Not for me. But we let's talk about that because uh, games have handled suicide before. Few games have a character that say, I'm going to kill myself <laughs> now. It is something. Usually see the after effects of it, not the desire for the action, which, you know, I think it's okay to show the desire for the action because I see suicide as like losing a battle with a disease mm -hmm. more than like, more than a failure of the person that I think a lot of people see as like cowardice. I, but I was also taken aback by seeing that presented in a video game for a character to explicitly say like i am ready to end my own suffering yeah well, and also i think that um a way it is just it is much easier to talk about suicide and especially to depict it as like mm -hmm. i don't know something that it's just it, it happens almost in like a a panic or whatever yeah. like it's it's very quick and for angela to just be like so unemotionally yeah just like give me the knife you know like i'm just you know this is this is what it's going to be i'm not i'm not saying this because i'm like beside myself and can't control my emotions it's just like this is the future i see for myself yeah. uh i is really fucking hard and then yeah and then james says uh no and she says again it's like one of the best scene or parts about the scenes is like how mean she is to him mm -hmm. um because she's like oh saving it for yourself uh and and James kind of taken aback is like no I would I would never kill myself in this very yeah. Jamesy line delivery <laughs> let's circle back to that when we talk about my ending yeah uh no the hardest part of this for me was Angela turns around and ascends up the stairs and James, like the dumbass he is, just goes, it's hot as hell in here. It's like, I think James very, very helpful thing to say. But Angela says, oh, you can see it too. It's always like this for me. And there was something about, because it's not like James's vision of Silent Hill is fucking a walk in the park. It sucks. Mm -hmm. But there is something 
so like i see angela's vision as several orders of magnitude worse than james oh yeah like there is something about the idea of being engulfed in flames constantly that is like it's it's intangible for me i can't i don't know how to explain it it was so heartbreaking for me to realize like that is this character's sole existence i think there's just like a nostalgic layer of like i liked the silent hill movie as a kid mm-hmm. and so when i see most of silent hill 2 i'm like oh it's kind of like that that's fun but seeing a vision for it that is not meant for james that is like this one glimpse of what silent hill looks like for a different character and it being truly horrific was like just so heartbreaking for me um, it is it is the line of the game you know, like yeah like it, it true if, if you had to pick just like one thing to be like what is silent hill 2 about it is angela saying for me it's always like this uh because yeah. it is it is both you know kind of a confirmation that mm-hmm. yes everyone is in their own personal like constructed hells you know they're not all the same they're not all experiencing the same thing but yeah just just the fact that that you know angela's in that line paints kind of a picture of her life that is just like yep i i can't i can't get out of this and for me what this this other thing that it's like it's so small but i couldn't stop thinking about it is that it um that's where the cutscene ends and then control is returned to you and you're just standing at the bottom of the stairs and you can't walk up the stairs after her because there's flames but you can see like in gameplay angela's character model just continues to walk up the Mm -hmm. stairs and there is something about it not being in a cutscene that is Mm -hmm. so kind of scary and impactful of just like you can't pretend this is just like okay we saw the story part of the game and now you're doing the part where you run around you know like that that line is erased and you just see angela while you're able to control james just walking up the stairs and you can't stop her and eventually she's kind of engulfed by flames and disappears unbelievable scene (laughs) tops video game scene of all time like this shit is unbelievable it's so it is it is like it is so awful it is so you know it's like it feels fucked up to be like yeah you know the best the best video game scene i've ever watched is about like a woman dealing with the trauma that she received by being sexually abused but like it's just you know it, it, i don't know it's such an obvious metaphor but like the way that they do it is just so fucking visceral that it's it's just like you're there you know that's that's it yep. um yeah and that's uh that's the last time we see angela in the game and uh then the next thing that happens is uh james sees maria die again i'm a i'm a out myself as a little dummy here it wasn't until this moment that i realized what maria dying was <laughs> thematically in this game it's like oh yeah she's james's ideal mary and he has to watch her die over and over. It took me until this moment to put those pieces together. Well, I think, I mean, I don't think that's necessarily uh, dumb. And so by, do you think that's then, that's his torture is having to watch her die over and over? Yeah, well, I mean, one of one of them, There, there's no shortage of tortures for this dirty, dirty man. Yeah. But uh, yeah, like even, so there are ways you can play this game where you are, telling the game you're either more or less infatuated with Maria. But I think there is the baseline, like, sexual attraction of James to Maria, no matter Mm -hmm. how you play it. And so the idea of this dude having a weird boner for this ghost lady the whole time, but also watching her die pretty viciously twice and then off screen a third time, is like, 
that's a way to put this dude through hell. And this last time, it's like so much worse because it's like, I mean, there's a lot of BDSM coding to this. Uh, Masahiro Ito was very openly inspired by BDSM while working on this game. Uh, but Maria is uh, kind of tied up upside down. like in, in a way that eventually the final boss is yeah, also. It's, it's very sexual, but then like... It's the same way she's killed in the elevator. It's just a little more graphic. Uh, there are two pyramid heads this time, believe mm-hmm. it or not. And they don't have they don't have their big uh, knives. They've got yeah, uh, and, spears. They got skewers. An enemy, an enemy so nice they did him twice. Uh, he just impales this poor woman. Uh, just and James, James I think has a good reaction. He falls just uh, exasperated. Oh, well, I wrote, he loses his shit. You know, when, when well, she dies, before before the line mm. that I think you're going to talk about, um, when, when she is tied up and about to die, he does kind of emote in a way that he does not yeah. in the rest of mm-hmm. the game, where he's like, ah! Like, yeah. he, he really kind of is, is appropriately... Um, terrified and and maria really screams here in a way that is also uh very unpleasant uh and feels real but then yeah i wrote this down too he goes a little too hero mode for me like fuck you james you're not cool i have played this game for eight hours and i fucking hate you i love this game but i fucking hate you james do not be like i know what you are i know why i'm here and now it's time to destroy you. It's like shut the fuck up. It's, it, it is a Kratos line that they gave yeah. him. Like it's he he's like he's like gathering his strength and he's like time to end this. You don't get to say that. <laughs> yeah, I also don't like that this is a boss fight because if you're gonna do that line, it is James accepting like what Pyramid Head is to his psyche which is Mm -hmm. punishment like he says that explicitly and the end of this fight you run around and just shoot pyramid head while you wait for a timer to run out and then pyramid head the two pyramid heads sorry kill themselves they impale themselves yeah and that is the the idea that like james has accepted his guilt and now he no longer needs pyramid head to punish him i think there shouldn't have been a boss fight there because there's no reason for james to actually fight these things they have served their purpose. I think when that happens, they should have just killed themselves. Yeah, because it's not, I, at least if you get the the quote-unquote heroic ending that I got, mm-hmm. it implies that he has then overcome his guilt. Yeah. Which which is like when paired with the, uh, the badass line, he's like, mm-hmm. I'm healed. I killed Pyramid Head. And yeah. like, maybe that is appropriate for the ending I eventually got, but it doesn't feel... It does not feel of a piece with the rest of the game. Yeah. I do really like the imagery of Pyramid Head oh, killing yeah. themselves because they both, oh, yeah. they, they like put the spear up to their chin and kind of lean mm-hmm. on it. And it's like really graphic and weird looking. No, I really, really like the Pyramid Head suicide. I yeah. think that's like very narratively smart. I just don't think it makes sense that we would fight Pyramid Head at all mm-hmm. here. But we do, and you know what? This is the game we got to live with. They're making a remake. Maybe they'll take my ideas <laughs> take that boss fight out. Okay, so we leave. One quick thing to note. Did you notice there's an observation room in this hotel that you can't enter? No. You know what oh, that is? Oh, like on the map? Mm-hmm. You know what that is? Uh, what? That's where the dog is. 
the observation oh. that he's watching the town from. It's uh-huh. right outside this doorway. I believe I don't have I don't know for sure, but I believe after you enter this fight or exit this fight, that's when you enter that doorway to get the dog ending where the dog okay. is controlling Silent Hill. Um have you seen the credits? When you do the dog ending? Uh, yes, I have, but I can't remember. Tell me tell me what they are. There's a very funny gag. In the normal credits, there's like a um, a profile shot of James as kind of gameplay plays in the background. And then like a, a bitchin' ass guitar riff plays in my ending. That's <laughs> pretty sick. Uh, the dog ending, that profile is of the Shiba Inu dog. Uh, and then gameplay plays in the background. There's a lot of funny shit. Like, uh, there's like James dancing or like, um, sexy pictures of James as a hunk or Maria in like a <laughs> bikini. But one of the ones that is so funny, there's this song playing. and the song is just like the dog barking. It's like, ruff, 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 ruff. <laughs> but with the flash pictures of Eddie who killed a dog, the song will like stop and the dog will just start growling. <laughs> It's so fucking funny. That is really uh, good. good. Stuff. I also like in the dog ending that they did not even localize it. It's using Japanese VO out of nowhere. It's just <laughs> yeah, like... So for uh, listeners who are not familiar with this, if you do like a very specific sequence of events through the game that you would yeah. like never do naturally, you can open this door. There's a Shiba Inu just pushing a bunch of like buttons and levers and James yells, it was you the whole time. <laughs> Yeah. And then have you seen the UFO ending? Yeah, yeah. Where it plays out like a fucking silent film and Harry Mason is there? Yeah. It kicks ass, dude. Uh, My ending was not nearly as funny as any of these. Did you fight Mary or Maria? Well, that's a weird question, right? So depending on the answer you get, you either fight Mary or Maria. I mean, like she she was dressed as Mary. Right. But said... Then she said, I'm Maria. So I believe if you get the Maria ending, which we can talk about, which neither of us got, you fight Mary. Like, it is explicitly Mary up there. But for my ending, it was Maria, for sure. Huh. Yeah, that is interesting. Because um, there's there's some more good uh, damning of what James wants here, where you... So you, you leave, basically, the basement of the hotel where this boss fight was. You run up these steps, um, and you're just, like, in... Uh, I, I think it's the church, basically, from the beginning. Um, you're in some building, um, and Mary is there, or someone dressed as Mary uh, is there looking out the window, this very well-composed mm-hmm. shot. And you go up to her. Um, in my game, it was Maria. Uh, she turned around, and basically what she said, she was like, um, no, 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 you know, let me stay with you. I'll never yell at you or make you feel bad. Uh, which was again this kind of like James doesn't want a person you know he just he just wants like a woman who will be nice to him um yeah and uh, and, and then uh and then she transforms into uh an evil nun uh hung upside yeah. down I think mine was similar ish honestly this part including the boss fight did not do much for me I think the everything that followed afterwards was amazing but like this whole section i think james was still just kind of in hero mode Mm -hmm. and it just like it didn't hit for me maria was like oh you killed mary again and i was like that's kind of a good line but i'm looking at the script by the way for the different endings and you are correct in that you explicitly fight mary Mm. and mary says uh don't make excuses james i knew i was a burden you must have hated me that's why you got rid of me uh and james said it's true 
I had some of these feelings. It was a long three years. I was tired. Mary says, that's why you needed this Maria person. And then says, James, do you really think I could ever forgive you for what you did? And then transforms. So that's the Maria ending, which neither of us got. But we should talk about because it's wild. Um, Please tell me about your ending and everything that was going through your head. What was the ending you got the original time? I I think I may have got leave both times. Okay. Um, which, which the requirements of it are you look at your pictures. Um, but there, then there's other weird stuff. Like one, you don't look after Maria too much. You don't like check in on her in the scenes that you can. Um, and also you have to keep your health very high, uh, is like a weird thing is that like, if you spend time damaged, you don't get this ending. It's just, just one of those other kind of interesting mechanical things. Um, so well actually before that one thing that i think happens with all the boss fights is that like you you kind of uh mary or maria is like floating around and you just shoot them a bunch but then they like fall on the ground and just lay there and say james uh which Mm. is very weird and then you have to shoot them again to end the boss battle um so i my ending is um essentially to interrupt you we forgot a really big plot point yeah. Shortly before this, we walked walk down a long hallway, and it is revealed that in her sickness, as her body was kind of degrading, Mary was very verbally abusive to James. Well, I I know that is a reading of it. I mean, I they like she look. I'm not trying to cast Mary as a villain, but like they play audio of it, and it's pretty vicious. It like it it is something that if I were to draw a real world analogy or a uh, comparison to my own life. Uh, uh-huh. When I was a little kid, my granny had Alzheimer's. And before she went to the nursing home, Alzheimer's can cause people to be like um, very aggressive and angry. And I have a very specific memory of her like blowing up on my grandfather. And obviously I don't think myself or my grandfather was like, fuck this bitch. But like, it, it was very hard for me as a child. And I remember for him, it must've been, awful because there's like there's no fixing it there's no talking to her about it and obviously marie mary's unspecified disease is not the same as like a um as alzheimer's but i can see the idea here being that this would have a profound negative impact on james because like we do hear the audio and it is like pretty vicious and then it's followed by this heartbreaking like because mary's like get the fuck out of here i don't want your flowers i'm hideous right now don't be near me like she's screaming at him but then it's followed by i guess as james is like all right i'll just fucking leave mary like breaking down being like i don't want to die tell me i won't die and all this like it's it's very hard. I think I actually didn't hear the second part because in the script it says like Mary pauses for a moment and yeah. I might have been like it's done. I think because I heard it and I was like I was kind of like it fucking sucks to be dying. You know, like I I was kind of willing to give her the like I don't know, you get to yell at people if you're dying. I um, agree. But but I when after she pauses the kind of like hey, come back, I didn't mean what I said, come back, uh, yeah. you know, it, it is more kind of like, you know, that is more textbook, like, here's here's abuse, you're yelling at someone, and then, like, yeah. you know, immediately being like, I didn't mean it, I, I need you. Um, I But, like, I, I, don't, I don't even think I'm reading it like that. Like, I think, like, and I don't think the game is trying to paint Mary as a villain unless you play this game horribly wrong and you get the Maria ending, which that's on you. Uh, but I also think, like, for Mary to act this way towards James 
Like, these are going, and he's already handling the situation very poorly by not even showing up half the time to see her in the hospital. But these are creating his final memories of her, yes. which you would imagine would have, like, be traumatizing to be like, my some of my final memories of my wife before she passes, or before me, the worst man on earth, James Sunderland, murders her, is her, like, taking out the anger of her situation on me. Um so, like, I don't think it's casting her as a villain, but I think it is showing how awful this time was for everyone and how some of his final memories are being, like, verbally berated by his spouse. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Um, I, don't, I don't want to uh, diminish how, uh, how she was treating him here. Yeah. I do just, like, I have heard people read this as, like, Mary was verbally abusive to James as yeah. like a statement about their relationship, which I just yeah. think is like I don't think you can really make that call from one hundred percent. And it, and then yep. that line of thinking seems to kind of lead to like mm -hmm. so James was kind of okay, and I like yep. I you know I don't think that works. Speaking of, I fully agree with you there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Speaking of, James was kind of okay. Um. So the ending that I got is essentially what happens is that it fades to James sitting next to Mary in a bed. Um, Mary looks fucked. Uh, like she, she looks like she has like third degree burns all over her body or like that disease in game of Thrones where people like turn into stone. Like that's nah, what bro. it looks like. She has, she looks like she's got leprosy. <laughs> like... That Yeah. I guess that also. <laughs> yeah. It's fucked up. But anyway, so, so like, she says, I told you I wanted to die. I wanted the pain to end. And James says, uh, I, that's why I did it. I just couldn't watch you suffer. And then he kind of goes back and he's like, no, that's not true. You also yeah. said you didn't want to die. The truth is I hated you. I wanted you out of the way. I wanted my life back, which I think mm -hmm. is probably the most accurate reading of James. Yes. She then yes. says, James, if even in that moment, he tries to lie. Yes. Which I thought was, like, so profoundly fucked up. Like, James, she's not even real at this point, and you can't tell the truth on first blush. Um, yeah, but then she says, which I just hate as a line, she says, James, if that were true, then why do you look so sad? Yeah. <laughs> which is just like, yeah. if you killed me because you wanted your life back, wouldn't you be happy about it? Um, and, and she says, uh, go on with your life. Uh, and, and then she reads... A letter. So a lot of the first half of what you said plays out the same for me. James tries to lie to the ghost of his wife before being like, actually, I'm just a piece of shit. Uh, and then what Mary says in the in water ending is you've suffered for what you've done. It's enough, which is not an absolution in my mind, mm -hmm. but it is her saying you got what you deserved. And yeah. now it is time for you to move on. It's time for you to do whatever the next step is and what the next step is. And this circles back to whether or not may, because this, I think this is coded a little two different ways. It is one kind of a final conversation with the memory of Mary, but I also think it is the memory of one of his final moments with Mary is like in the real world. When Mary dies in my ending, she kind of reaches out for James and then dies right there after being like, don't necessarily absolve you of what you did, but you've, gone through enough to like to justify what you did to me he picks her up and carries her out of the room right and this is this is the scene that's in the intro cutscene. 
right? I or like so. like the the kind of. select screen where they play yeah. the theme of Laura. Yeah, kind of. And so that is what I think leads a lot of people to believe Mary is in his car uh-huh. because I think like this is kind of mirroring a real world event for James and also like kind of this figment of his imagination final. Does that make sense? I know it's getting kind of like weird. Yeah, but and and, and the fact that it just it's picturing the last moments of her life and then he got up and took yep. the body. Yeah. Um so whether or not I don't know. I kind of like the idea that Mary is in his car. I think that's a fun fun idea. Uh but this letter fucking tore me a new one. Well, dude. okay, but then then what happens in your ending? You get a voiceover where James effectively says, obviously paraphrasing, um you know, I, I know I'm here. I don't, I can never be without my wife. And now I'm going to be with you forever. And then you get uh, the sounds of a car driving very erratically, very fast. And then it cuts to a still frame image below water that you can probably guess is Toluca Lake. The idea being that uh, with Mary in tow in the back of his car, James committed suicide, which I'll say... I am so thankful I got this ending. I have no clue how I lucked my way into this on my first playthrough. Uh, and when I watched the other endings that are not the joke endings, I thought they fucking sucked. And I was uh-huh. so glad I got this ending because it felt so narratively appropriate for who I thought James was and what I think he needed to do by the end of this game. Um, I know that sounds fucked up to be like, he should kill himself, but also... He should kill himself. And he did. And I loved my ending. I thought it was great. Yeah. It, it feels... It, 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 I don't know I don't know if this game has to end with James uh, killing himself. But the other two endings do just feel completely inappropriate. Yeah. So your ending is he leaves with Laura. There's an implication that he is fulfilling Mary's dying wish of adopting her. Mm-hmm. It's not explicitly said, but I think you can see it that way. The other ending... If you kill Mary as the final boss, is he re-meets with Maria on the water. She's like, damn, you killed her wife again. That's crazy. And he's like, yeah, I'm trying to fuck. <laughs> this is basically what is being said here. And then uh, the letter plays out, which we'll talk about. But it goes back to the first shot of the game, or of the second shot of the game, of the car outside the town. Uh, and then James and Maria walk up. <laughs> There's this hilarious it is funny. moment where Maria starts coughing and if you've been kind of following the game up to this point, it's clear Maria has the same sickness as Mary, um, especially in the hospital. We find her medicine that's the same as Mary's, uh, but she coughs and James <laughs> turns to her with this gruffness he does not have in the rest of the game. And he goes, you better get that damn cough figured out. <laughs> and I was like, Are you fucking shitting me? It's one of the worst written lines I've ever heard in a video game and one of the best written video games I've ever played. Well, I also, I think it's kind of, I do think it's funny just because I I think it's, you know, the the idea just being like, it's not like things are going to work out. You yeah. know, like, I think that's what that line is saying is like, James yeah. is just going to do the same shit again. Um, I do, too. I think it's just a goofy line. It, it is very like goofy. Maria could have coughed and me as the player could have figured out what that <laughs> meant. But James be like, better get that shit figured out. No, bro. it's like, it's like a so scary dumb. movie line. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but the letter. The letter is okay. the same throughout all the endings. Is it always the same I'm fairly certain. Oh, I don't like know. Like the same reading. I don't know. Mine was heart-wrenching, dude. 
I, I think it is the same then. So what we learn is that the letter from the beginning of the game was not even half of the total letter. No, no, no. James, James had like 30 pages behind that he wasn't. This is fucking long. I mean, thank God the acting is great in this moment because it is like it drags. Uh, but it's basically Mary's goodbye letter to him as she is dying. The idea being that he will get it after um, after she passes that apologizes for a lot of her behavior, re-professes her love for him, and talks about, you know, even though these last few years were pretty bad, uh, it ends with her saying, James, you made me so happy. And, like, the actress is, like, crying while this yeah, is yeah, being yeah. read. Like, I think literally, like, I think, yes, like... that is that is a behind-the-scenes story, is that, like, yeah. she was crying, and there were, like, other people in the recording room who were crying, and... And, like, it's, it's well-written as I think this game is. It does have some goofy, stilted writing at times. This is not one of them. Like, this is an incredibly well-thought-out, beautiful letter in this game where, like, dude, I was fucked up. Like, this shit tore me up. Well, and I think it's extra... It works extra well in your ending because mm-hmm. for mine, it... I think it comes across, I I'd still, I mean, the emotion that the performance is, is giving is incredible. But my problem with the ending that I got is that it is already too saccharine. And so then this letter on top of that is sure. like too much. But for you to have an ending where James kills herself and then she says lines like, I mean, the one, the one that got me is I can't tell you to remember me, but I can't bear for you to forget me. So good. Is like so brutal. Um, and, and then at the end she says, that's why I want you to live for yourself now. Do what's best for you, James. And so for you to hear that after James has driven into the lake is like, Jesus Christ. So in my head canon, because we do see Maria hand him a letter and I think you can see it as like, oh, he finally got the second half of the letter which doesn't really make sense, but I think that's how a lot of people kind of read that moment. The way I see it is James always had this full letter. How he got it after killing his wife, I don't fully understand because I think a nurse was supposed to give it to him, but that's fine. We can have a plot hole every now and then as a treat. Um, He always had this part of the letter. He had probably already read the entirety of the letter and just in his broken mental state, just fixated on the beginning of the letter, which is like clearly just mary writing metaphorically right and like that is what cast the uh the events of the game into motion but like i love the idea that he had all this info and like this was written before he murdered mary i'm sure she would have clearly felt different after being murdered but like hearing her say like thank you for the good in our relationship please move which is you know something you hear from like people who go through the death of a spouse is like i want you to remarry i don't want you know don't like don't be defined maria yeah Yeah. don't be defined by like being a widow um like hearing all that and thinking like oh this man clearly had this information but like he what he his actions completely destroyed his psyche in such a way that like you get what i'm trying to say like it just it emotionally tore me up what a game dude yeah it's uh i i what a game you know even even with a, a truly a testament to the fact that it's like I think my ending, like the ending of the game that I played and received is bad. And still, I am like, unquestionably, this is the best game we've ever played on this podcast. I, on second playthrough, I was like, I have been fooling myself to not put this in just my top five games of all time. Like, I I think if I, whenever I make my list, 
knocking boots with uh with resident evil 4 and the beginner's guide uh silent hill 2 is just like right up there couple questions yep <laughs> nerdy questions lore questions um angela laura eddie maria real people or figments of james's imagination because because they are all clearly parts of james's brain right like they they are representative of parts of james like eddie is the murder murderer and yes. laura laura is the child he never had with uh mary maria is maria uh, i think that's even how mike drucker wrote it in his book he like breaks down each character and he goes maria is maria uh and then angela is the victim of his crimes right like yeah. she is kind of a surrogate for mary in a different way but do you think they're real yes i i do. even maria I, you know it's it's funny to be it's uh, to kind of think of it as like have you read or seen life of pi i think i read it as a kid i never saw the movie the kind of twist sorry the twist at the ending of life is pi is he he talks about like um being being in a boat with all these animals right. and then it's like oh, actually, all the animals were, like, people that were on the ship mm. that he, like, survived with or whatever. And it was like, the tiger was this guy. Um, yeah. Uh, though, I, actually, I might be misremembering that a little bit. Um, anyway, I think that it is a, uh, particularly for Angela, I just think it is a disservice to her yeah. to not be real. You know, like, I, I don't think, I think it is even though it's a fictional story, I think it is like disrespectful for her to be just a figment of his imagination based yeah. on how much kind of like backstory and whatever she has. Even Maria though, you think she's real? Oh, Maria's Cause that's not. the one I no. go. Okay. I go back and forth. I know like, I know all signs point to fake. She's not real, but like, there's part of me that's like, I like the idea that she's real. Uh, I mean, I think I, I, it's interesting to think about, if she's real, she could be kind of playing like what's what could be cool about that is essentially James just projecting what he wanted onto an unwitting woman. Yes. Um, yeah. But I do think that a lot of her lines don't quite make sense. Sure. And, you know, the scenes sure. where she's like flitting back and forth between Mary and Maria are, are hard to explain. I haven't played Born from a Wish. You have. But I think that expands a little bit on her creation. It's also called Born from a Wish. That would imply she's not real. But yeah, there's just part of me that it's like, I'm just going to choose to believe she is for no particular reason. Um, Yeah, I do want to talk about Born from a Wish for a second. Um, one, before I do that, uh, have you played, have you finished Dead Space? No, unfortunately not. I know, know about the twist. Spoilers yeah. for Dead Space, it is the same twist that it's like he had yeah. a letter at the beginning and he just didn't read all of it, uh, <laughs> which I didn't think of until just now being like, oh wait, wow, that just took, that just took that ending. Um, anyway, so Born from a Wish is this expansion slash DLC campaign before games really had well it wasn't dlc no it, it yeah it didn't have dlc it was for just like the pc version it was the xbox and pc version right. the director's cut to the game so the secondary releases of it had it where you you play as maria and it is um 40 minutes long maybe probably mm -hmm. 30 it's very short um i i was excited to play this because i've never played it before um it's not very good unfortunately okay. um you know the good the good part is you get more Maria and her voice actor is good, uh, you know, and so like that's that's fun. Um, 
the most interesting part is actually just the cutscene at the very beginning because she wakes up in Heaven's Night, mm-hmm. kind of doesn't know where anyone is, seemingly does not know how she got there. What she says that I think is interesting is just like she says that she's very scared to die and scared of pain, which I think is an interesting insight into Maria because yeah. she dies so many times in the game. You know, yeah. that it's it, it is it is kind of like asking you to treat her like a real person or think of her more yeah. as as an individual character. Um the gameplay is whatever. Essentially the whole thing is you leave Heaven's Night, you run through Silent Hill for a while, you go into what feels like a Resident Evil mansion, and that's where the whole the expansion takes place is just this Mm -hmm. one mansion you do a couple puzzles they're not great they don't really feel thematically tied to anything there is a guy named Ernest who won't open a door but is in the mansion and you keep talking to him um, and eventually you find out that he had a daughter who fell out the window uh and he's you like find the daughter's like birthday cards one of i would say the most interesting part of it uh just from like weird vibes is there is like two seconds where you hear what sounds like normal people talking to each other which is just like people almost it sounds almost like a party and it's like she went out the window and it's just kind of like a normal you're just walking and you hear this conversation and that's something that you like never hear in the main game is just people talking normally um but i don't know the earnest earnest kind of seems to what is like the crux of what's what you would talk about with this is that earnest seems to recognize that maria is born from james even though she doesn't know who james is and feels bad for her um and and is kind of like oh no i know what's going on here you know this sucks um ernest also says that he was born in silent hill which is just like a weird yeah. a weird little thing uh we never see him eventually we open the door uh where he's talking behind and there's no one there um uh then she walks down the street um she there's a scene where she's pointing a gun at herself and then decides to not and is like okay i'll go find james it's just it's like it is it is a good example of the weird alchemy of Silent Hill 2 because it just doesn't have it, and so it is not nearly as compelling. Uh, but uh, the the music during the credits kind of a bop, so uh, that's that's the one thing I would look up. I have another question, nerdy lore question. Do you think Silent Hill, if you are not a murderous psychopath, if you're Laura, for example, is just like a normal ass town still full of people just chilling? Like, is it a place on a map that people who have not committed great crimes or gone through great trauma could still visit the way Mary and James did and be like, damn, kind of nice little town. Pretty sick. It's weird that they had so many executioners here, but nice town. My my headcanon is it is a place on the map, uh, but there is no one who lives there. And if you mm. went there, every building would essentially be the nightmare version. Like, it's just everything's, like, flooded or burned or just, like, you know, boarded up. So I, I don't I don't think there's anyone who lives there. Uh, it is just, like, a town kind of consumed by its history and then everyone gotcha. left or died. But no monsters no. or anything. Okay. But maybe a cult. <laughs> we'll find out. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm. As we're wrapping up, do you have, like... Silent Hill 2 is such, like, a singular vision, free from the confines of Silent Hill 1. 
yeah and the cult and all that stuff it like vaguely gestures towards it but they seem mostly like easter eggs at most do you are you a little worried about go playing silent hill 3 and just be like okay there's this cool like you know story about womanhood and being a teenage girl and all this stuff but also the baggage of silent hill 1 and the lore of the town uh yes uh what what i will say is that uh i do not envy any game that has to be played immediately after silent hill 2 you know like especially one trying to do a similar thing i've played like an hour and a half of silent hill 3 um you know before this like not for something rotten um and i remember thinking uh seems interesting there's definitely some cool there are cool ideas going on and whatever Mm. uh but i the idea of lore and not just kind of ideas to think about worries me. I think that's what um, I John Ipatchwolf said in his video is like, this game rocks. Also, it has the baggage of being a direct sequel to one. But I, I, I feel like the p- thing people say is like, the story of Heather and the themes of Heather are great. It's just like, how much do you fucking care about the fact there's a cult trying to like raise eldritch gods? in this town yeah but there's an interesting <laughs> interview I, i've been so down bad for this goddamn game jacob there was an interesting interview i saw where one of the directors talked about the ideas that silent hill one and two could exist in the same place mm-hmm. and he's like there's just different parts of silent hill the, this part of silent hill over here this has all the cult shit he's like you thought you saw the whole town yeah they're like it's just different parts he's like cults over here james is over here in this uh the ptsd zone different areas it's like come on you ever been to a town they're not all the same neighborhood you know there's differences i think he's right i thought thought that was pretty cool anyway i'm depressed (laughs) yeah because you've played uh one of the best games you'll ever play and uh you can't do it for the first time again i think i'm gonna start replaying it pretty soon you're gonna get the alien ending (laughs) hell yeah the canonical ending the aliens are doing all this dog shit um yeah i look that's it uh thank you everyone for listening to this episode of something rotten uh for jacob geller for jacob geller my name is blake hester um and uh play silent hill 2 everyone it's a really really fucking good game for you.